<clears throat> All right, guys. So we're here at the new episode of uh, KR27 Group Podcast, uh, KR27 Entrepreneur Experience with Mr. George Perez. Um, George, how are you doing today? Marvelous. Doing great. Thank you, Kevin. How are you, Kevin? I am doing great, man, because I am talking to the guy who got me started doing what I do now. And George doesn't like to take credit for anything. What, what, what do you do now, man? As... <laughs> you know, I have I get to talk to a lot of great people on this podcast. We have the marketing agency going that's doing pretty well. Um, we're killing it for business owners, business to consumer and business to business. And then um, obviously we are also doing the life insurance and investments for clients, which is awesome because we save clients money on taxes on their investments and then they do marketing with us and then they get to write that off too. So it's all a plus plus. I know that you're one of our clients, so we appreciate that. Um, I appreciate you. You know, I'm here to talk to you. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know, but and George doesn't like to get, take credit for this. But George was one of the first people who, like, really believed in me and pushed me. And uh, he was, uh, he was, yeah, he basically told me, stop being a baby and go buy a house. <laughs> I think I use how, other words that's besides kinda, that. But you, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you know, this this is an explicit podcast, so you can use the words if you like. I have no problem with it. Um, but uh, yeah, he 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 basically told me, to, you know, don't be don't be a, don't be a baby and go buy a house. Um, but yeah, George, so, so tell me, you know, tell people a little bit of, um, you know, how you got started into like business and stuff, and kind of where you got to where you are right now. Yeah. So thanks again, uh, Kevin, for for having me on. I mean, you guys are. I know you've been trying to do these podcasts for a while, and I'm excited for you that you're doing these. And um, I hate hearing my voice, so I apologize for everybody else that has to hear it right now <laughs> but um but with that i mean how i got started i mean it's uh, it all goes back to when i bought my first house i mean I bought my first house when i was uh, 21 years old um i started looking for that house when i was 20 actually um my dad had just purchased his house maybe two years prior to that and um and the person he was working with i was talking to her and she was like why don't you buy a house and uh you know, being 20 years old, I'm like, I can buy a house. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you should buy a house. So we started looking, started, you know, going to places. I in- she introduced me to a realtor. Um, they were all incredibly patient because I started looking, I believe, in January of 2008. Yeah, January of 2008. And uh, I didn't close escrow and actually find a house uh, until December of 2008. So as you guys all know, I mean, those of you that can remember 2008 was a crazy year when it came to the foreclosure issues, the uh, short sales, a lot of things that were going on. And um, yeah, they were overly patient. So it was different situations. Right now, people wait a year to buy a house because they're getting outbid, right? There's no inventory, right? And back then there was no inventory, but it was for a different reason. It was, it was pretty intense. So yeah, uh, I still remember going, I think I shared this story with you, Kevin. When I bought that house, I remember using every penny that I had to buy it. Um, I, I remember selling my brother on the dream of renting a room out for me. <laughs> and then I, you know, the salesman that I am, I also convinced him to find somebody to rent out a room. <laughs> so he, can, he found a friend and they were both renting out rooms, uh, which was great. It helped tremendously. But um, I still remember before I even made my first mortgage payment, I remember going to the mall, walking into a foot locker and buying a pair of shoes, knowing that I wasn't going to be able to have um any extra income really um besides because all of it was going straight to the mortgage pretty much at that point 
And I remember buying those pair of shoes. I'm like, man, this going to be the last pair of shoes I buy in a while <laughs> until I either get a raise, uh, get promoted, or do something. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, that's the first house in 2008. And then I bought my um, my second um, place when I right before I turned 25. Then I bought my third when I was 25 as well. Um, and then from there, I've had multiple properties. Um, bought, sold, bought, sold, sold, bought, bought, sold. Yeah, you, exactly you bought order, but too many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you brought and sold yeah. a few times. I know that. And too many times, too many yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember once George actually he'd always give me stuff because I live in a small town in the middle of nowhere, and then he bought a house in a small town in the middle of nowhere, and I drove out there, and I was like, "This town is like a quarter of where I live, and you give me it stuff was all awesome. the time." It was Cloverdale. <laughs> it was Cloverdale. But uh, but he made a. Uh, you made pretty good profit on that on that place, right? When you sold it, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, uh, I bought it in the middle of nowhere. Bought it in 2016. Uh, sold it last year in 2020. I lived there, right? I mean, my intention was to live there. Uh, so I bought it as an investment property, obviously, but I was living in the investment property. Mm. Um, I wasn't planning on keeping it. I knew I was going to sell it, uh, but um, but yeah, it ended up being well. It ended up turning out okay. I mean, for it being in the middle of nowhere, for the fact that when I bought it. It was on the market for a long time. I mean, it was on the market for almost, what, six months. And then I come in here, some random guy that doesn't know anything about Cloverdale, buys a house in Cloverdale. And uh, and then I ended up selling it and it sold the, the, that. I listed it on a Wednesday and I was in escrow by Friday uh, last year, which was crazy, right? It's real estate nowadays right now, man. It's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, if you just think of that. Four years, right? Four years. Four years difference in the, in the difference is the 35, it's 35 minutes outside of Santa Rosa. When I was looking in Santa Rosa, I was getting outbid and outbought, right, all the time. And then 35 minutes north, things change. Yeah. And then now, guess what? Now the same issues there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And I know I know. one of the things when I first met you, I'll, I'll tell people a little bit of the story of what happened. I walked into George's office, and, I, and he was telling me about all these houses he had. You know, he wasn't bragging or anything. He was just talking about it. And uh, I was like... <laughs> George, we'll play out this scenario again. I was like, George, man, that's so cool, man. I wish I could buy a house. What did you say, George? I think, go buy a house. That's what I said. I said, buy a house. It's not that, it's not that easy, George. You can't just oh, go buy is. a house. It is. You just go buy a house. <laughs> that's basically what he said. And I was like, no, dude, it's not that hard. But it, it stuck in my head right now. I just remember going, I was like, why don't you buy a house? And I just started just looking at houses without even, this is before you had to get a pre-approval right things were a little bit different this is like 2014 so you didn't even need a pre-approval well, yeah, well you, you did pre-approvals but you didn't do the uh what's it called now they do um it's not called a pre-approval anymore it's like where they actually run it through underwriting and they give you yeah, a, yeah they, they want to get a full yeah. full under yeah. approval because because the way the market is right now is just better right mm -hmm. but uh but at the time i didn't even have a pre-approval when i went to go look at houses I remember because in the realtors, like there was so much inventory now back then. And, you know, there was so much real estate. There's, people were still not buying as much. because That was 2014, Kevin. Yeah. So it was a, a big difference, right, from where things are at now. That was seven years ago. So it's it's funny because, you know, then George kind of taught me the way. It's like, oh, well, yeah, you really just go buy a house. You really just go do things. Then you go buy another one. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. No, it's funny how that, that works out. And, you know, a lot of people don't know, but um while you were buying these houses you were working full-time at, at a time right and you were going to school full-time right because you know a lot of people try to say oh well i can't do this because of that like what would you say to that because then i know that for you 
I would love for you to tell people your story about how you basically had a little triangle going on with your commutes and also had a house at the same time and were paying bills. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, not everybody's the same, Kevin, right? I mean, I, I'm a firm believer of anybody can accomplish anything they want to accomplish, right? It's a mindset. You say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Um, and, and I'll share that as simply as, you know, Maribel, right? She got me running. You guys used to joke about me never running, right? And she got me doing, went going from never running to doing three miles, five miles, eight miles, to doing a half marathon at 13 miles. And she got me to do it by doing little increments. And, and she just kept saying, it's a mental thing. As long as you believe you can do it, you can do it. And it's crazy though, because that's anything in life. If you tell your side, your mind is so much stronger than anything you think you can possibly accomplish. You just got to, you just, you literally have to focus on it. So um, I worked full time, I went to school full time and I, I did it because I want to challenge myself. I wanted to be able to do that. And I managed my time to do so. And it was, um, it was an experience. Uh, I look back at it and there's times that I laugh and I'm like, God, thanks for looking out. Cause there was some dumb things, dr falling asleep, driving. It was crazy. Right. And eventually yeah. I bought the house and when I bought the house was in Tracy. So I was living in Tracy driving to Antioch, right, to go to work. And then I was driving to San Jose after work for classes. And then I drive from, and then I would drive from San Jose to the gym in Livermore. And then I'd go from the gym to back home. And yes, it's Kevin, you've known me for a long time. I mean, I, I've been addicted to the gym since I was 18 years old. Um, this last fact that COVID happened, well, COVID happening right now, pandemic selective. But um, the hardest thing that I missed was not missing the gym, right? So I had to find other ways to stay active. And now you've seen my garage, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, you, and then again, but think about that. I had time to work full-time, go to school full-time and go to the gym six days out of the week. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. That's why, that's why I wanted, I uh, wanted you to share kind of some of that too. Cause you know, um, it's just kind of showing people that, you know, it really just, you do what you want to do, right? You that, that mindset, like you said. I mean, and I was in a relationship, Kevin. That's even crazier. I was in a relationship, working full time, going to school full time, and went to the gym six days out of the week. Yeah, and, and every your commute, <laughs> your commute to almost every single city was almost an hour, right? Well, more than that. Well, no, it depends. So if you go from Tracy to Antioch, forty minutes. It's a forty minute drive. Okay. Not too bad, right? And then Antioch to San Jose, I mean, I mean that's what, an hour if you're yeah. lucky with no yeah. traffic? And yeah. then going from San Jose in the evening to Tracy was a two-hour drive, if I'm lucky, right? Sometimes it's a little faster, but I was going to Livermore, right? So I was using that to, to do a, as a stop instead of hitting all that crazy traffic. But it still took me about an hour to go from San Jose to Livermore, mm -hmm. right? So. Yeah. So you just kind of just go almost what almost a three hour commute every day, right? For your yeah, commute. it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, yeah. You gotta make it fun. You gotta make it fun. You gotta look at the positive things. Well, no, I, one thing I'll, t I'll tell people about George is George loves to drive. Loves to no, drive. I hate it. That <laughs> yeah, guy loves to drive. How many times are you going to Mexico this month, George? I forgot. This month we're still in April, so I'm not I'm not going or, today. No. Sorry, May. Sorry, how many times <laughs> are you going in May? Um, I was gonna end up going three times. It looks like I'll probably be going twice. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was gonna be four times. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I thought so too. It was gonna be pretty crazy. I was gonna pretty much be there every weekend, but but no, it won't be that bad. <laughs> That's funny. Well, um, 
what's your plans now like with uh investing in property i know how many houses do you have right now two or three i only have three no i only have three right now i only okay. have three i got rid of one earlier this year um okay yeah i just got rid of one and then uh what's your plans now like are you trying to buy more houses are you you're thinking about you know what, what's your goals with the, with the real estate yeah i mean goal, goal is always to invest right so i mean if, if i look at just the real estate market in general um everybody's going to give you different advice right um you know you, you'll talk to one realtor and they'll say don't buy wait <laughs> and you talk to another realtor and they say bye 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 um everybody's going to give you different advice right and, and again advice is an opinion that's all they're giving you so all i can give you is an opinion of what i want to do or what my thought process is and my thought process is to buy like it, it's look at the amount of people people keep making more people right and you look at the amount of homes that are being built um, they're not catching up. Like there's not enough homes being built for the amount of people that need homes. So properties are always going to continue to go up. Not always. They're going to continue to go up for the foreseeable future, right? To be, to, to use proper um, terms there. So yeah, I, I do plan on buying. It's just a matter of, again, it's location, 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 right? You got to find the right spot, find a good price. And oftentimes you're not always going to find all those needs, but um, as long as you can check most of the boxes, jump on it. So I wouldn't say, uh, well, ideally, I would love to be able to get a place at the end of this year based on, on some other investment moves that I'm making. It probably won't happen until next year. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, things can change rapidly. So I'm yeah, yeah. Going, going crazy and buying something again before the year ends. <laughs> yeah, no, because I know I know that's one thing with people that they get that fear of, um, you know, I, I they, they get this thing where a lot of people tell them like, oh, it's, just wait till it goes down. Wait till it goes down, right? I mean, I've been hearing this for like four or five years now, right? But you mean eight years? I, you mean eight years? I bought, At least like, eight years. Yeah, like, I mean, like, like when I bought this house that I'm in right now, like two years ago, they're like, oh, why are you buying it? Wait till it goes down. Now the house is worth $100,000 more. <laughs> so it's like. It's going to go know. down, Kevin, but it's going to go down. <laughs> so it's like you know and it's like um i know one thing i learned from you is like you know as long as it's rented and people are paying the mortgage or if they don't pay the mortgage and you have the money you can cover it and you're fine right i mean it, it really is like it's just about putting yourself in the right situation um and i think a lot of people are always waiting for that 2008 and you know why you know, this is, and I know this is just George's opinion, but what would you say to people like that? People who are just kind of like, oh, well, I'm just waiting for it to crash. I'm just waiting for it to fall to where it used to be. Um, I would say that good. That's okay. Go ahead. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with waiting because there's going to be somebody else that doesn't wait and goes and buys. And then you're going to look back and say, why did you miss out on the opportunity? Right? If we look at anything in life, we always regret things that we don't do. We don't regret things that we do. We always learn from things that we do, whether it was right or wrong, we learn from them, but we always regret things that we don't do. So for people that choose to do that, there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's this beauty of being able to, to think for yourself, make your own decisions, put your, make your own reality, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Do that. But I mean, if you're asking me what I would do, I wouldn't do that. I would do everything you can to, to buy a place. It's an investment. Yeah. But again, it's up to you, right? And, and oftentimes Obviously. people look yeah, at yeah. it as, well, I'm investing in other things. They're like, well, I'm investing in a business or I'm investing in a, a stock portfolio. I'm investing in, um, uh, what's it called? Um, not Bitcoin, but crypto. what do they call it now? Crypto, cryptocurrency. Crypto, yeah, cryptocurrency, right? They're investing in cryptocurrency or, or other investments. And that's great. But I believe in having a diverse portfolio. I believe that you should be able to have your things in, in, as diversified as possible 
because you never know. Because like in a real estate portfolio, right? If you buy all the houses in one city, well, you're not diverse <laughs> at all. But if you're buying them in different cities, you have a diverse real estate portfolio, mm-hmm. right? You buy a cryptocurrency where you put all your money in Bitcoin. Well, that's not pretty diverse. But if you buy different ones, that's a diverse portfolio, right? Yeah. Same thing when you look at investments. I mean, I know you help a lot of people with that too, Kevin. Um, if you put all your money in just Apple, well, that might be pretty safe, but it's still risky, right? It's yeah. How are you minimizing the amount of risk? So what I would say is if, if you're the individual saying, oh, I'm investing in this right now, that's great. But when's your time frame to invest in something else? When's yeah. your time frame to diversify that portfolio? Because when that pandemic hit, you think people were, were, were banking on that? No. But the people that had a backup plan, they came out of it stronger and better than ever. Yeah. When you plan for the unexpected, that's what I'm referring to. Right? Because yeah. somebody's going to say, why do you plan for a pandemic? I don't know. And not that everybody sounds like that. So I apologize for using that voice. <laughs> but you don't plan for a pandemic. It's right? all good. But when you yeah, do yeah. plan, you plan for the uncertainty. It's like, how are you prepared to take advantage of an opportunity that does arise? And how did you come out of that better? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're completely right about that. I know that's something that, uh, like uh, like myself right now, the whole pandemic was going on. I refined my house, got some cash, and now I know I'm trying to buy a fourplex. And, you know, some people have told me, like, why are you doing that? And, you know, you and another buddy of mine who's also in real estate who I plan on interviewing eventually uh, told me, he was like, dude, do it, do it. <laughs> so usually, you know, like... Uh, and it's like you said, everybody makes their own choices. Everybody, you know, makes their decisions. We don't want, we're not here to tell anybody how to do things. You know, you may, you got your own brain for a reason. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, one thing I know I've seen so far from, you know, just learning from you and from a few other people as I've gone to come in my life in the last seven years since I met you, um, it's been uh, kind of like a go, go, go kind of mentality for me. Like go, I'm very, very high risk. And I tell this to people, like, you don't have to be like me, right? Because I take a lot of high risk, right? I take a lot of risk. I like to take risk. I'm also pretty young. So it's like, if something happens, worst case scenario, I'll be fine, right? But, um, <clears throat> yeah, you're talking about the investments, the portfolio, uh, and diversifying things, right? And, and the problem is sometimes people, people want to buy something, whether it be real estate or investments, and they want to see it shoot up. Like, we saw GameStop not long ago, right? And they want to make that fast money, and then they want to get out fast. Right. And it's like sometimes people forget. Um, and there's a quote that, you know, Warren Buffett has talked about. I know you're a fan of Warren Buffett. He talks He's about, all right. He's all right. He talks about, uh, <laughs> you know, everybody always wanted to get rich so fast and, and they don't want to ever get just learn that you can get rich slow. It's you know patience. I mean? Right. It's patience. Yeah. Uh, the, what is it? Um, uh, fortune follows those that are patient. Right. And fortune doesn't always have to be money. It can be anything in life. Right. And, and people always say, oh, being patient is a virtue. Uh, I'm working on being patient. It's like, well, it's a state of mind. <laughs> it's a state of mind. If you put yourself in a mindset that you're going to be patient, guess what? You're patient. Yeah. <laughs> but it's up to you. It's a conscious decision that you make. Yeah. Right. It's a conscious decision that we choose to make or not to make. So I love that. Warren Buffett has said that many times and he, he hits it right on the head. I mean, look at him. Right. And yeah. you look at his wealth and how he built it. I don't think he, he made his first million when he was 30. I think that's what it is. 30, right? So, something like that. Yeah. And it's weird. Yeah. It's interesting to look he, at. He, he also, he also started, he was a very smart young kid. I mean, he started saving his money before he was even 18. Right. I mean, he was very, there's smart. a lot of smart people though, Kevin. There's a lot of smart people in this world. There's probably people that are smarter than Warren Buffett. 
that w- w- don't have the wealth that he has. But the difference is that patience. Just because you're intelligent doesn't mean you're patient. And if you're not, if you have intelligence without the patience, that means you don't have control over your mind. If you don't have control of your mind, then what's your emotional intelligence look like? Where, yeah. where are you putting yourself in life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's a lot of it has to be learning to be patient, but also taking action at the same time, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're not, you can be patient, like a lot of people, right? Oh, well, I'm being patient for it to crash. It's like, no, you have to be patient. But, still you, but there's nothing wrong with that. Do that. That's yeah. okay. But then when you look around and people being patient in different ways, you can't be mad or upset because you made the wrong decision of patience mm-hmm. or your interpretation of patience maybe wasn't the appropriate one at that time. Yeah. 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 And, and um, yeah, cause that's, that's one thing, you know, people always want to me being in the investment industry. I get that a lot. I get, um, you know, people have a very low risk tolerance, but they want to get rich fast. Those two things don't really go well together, <laughs> right? And and it kind of is the same way with 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 homes, right? With buying houses and real estate, it's you have to understand there's a risk to it, right? Well, I mean, Kevin, it's like when when somebody graduates out of college, right, and they have twenty thousand dollars in debt, twenty thousand dollars in debt, they get that good job, or, or great job, or dream job, and they go buy a Land Rover, right? Because it's the image that they want to portray. It's like, look, I graduated college. Look, I'm doing well. Here's a status symbol. And, you know, no comment yeah. on what they could have done with that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe buy some Tesla stock, you know. I know a guy who bought some Tesla stock three years ago. He's doing pretty well. Pretty well. I know a guy who bought Tesla stock three years ago. He's doing pretty well. I don't know about that guy. I don't know. I don't know anybody. I will say, I will say, see, that guy made a mistake. And see, I'm, I, he owns up to his mistakes. He could have bought Tesla three years ago or he could have bought Bitcoin three years ago when it was $3,500. And he listened to the wrong person and bought some Tesla instead. Wasn't a bad diversify and bought both. That's what I. That's what I. That's what would have been smart. You could have bought. That's about right. We just talked about diversifying the portfolio, and that's a great example, though, Kevin. Right? What if the what ifs are beautiful? Right now, you re- remember we just talked about what you regret. Do you regret things you do or things you don't do? Mm-hmm. Do you just regret buying Tesla, or do you just regret not buying the Bitcoin? I don't have any regrets. I just <laughs> wish I would have. <laughs> I wish I would have I would have uh, done Say things it. better. Say it. I wish I would have bought half and half. I would have. I had fifteen thousand dollars. Bitcoin was thirty five hundred dollars. I wish I would bought about two bitcoins. Oh, you wish you could go back in time, Kevin, or or, or do you wish you would have made a different decision? Right now, my investment, <laughs> the way my portfolio is working. No, no, really, no, no, no. The focus on the question. No, no, question. Let me let me answer the question. Let me answer the question. <laughs> the way my portfolio is working is I'm trying to invest into a time machine. That will take me back so I can change the, the decision I made. Who needs Mars? Who needs to go to Mars? Who needs to go to Mars? Know, Nobody. We just need a one time thing, one thing I've noticed. Need. One thing I've noticed is uh, Jeff Bezos and uh, and uh, Elon Musk are trying to change the world. And that's what I'm trying to do. So that looks like that's what makes you rich. So I'm, I'm going to start a company <laughs> and work on a time machine so that I can go Thanks. back and invest on some, des- on some Bitcoin. Kara 27 time travel. Let's go. That's, a, that's the next thing, right? Um <laughs> But yeah, I know. I know you have. Uh, you talk about invest, like diversifying your portfolio and stuff. I know you got your hands full in a couple of different things, a couple of different stuff. Um, do you mind telling us a little bit of like everything you're kind of doing right now and how you're able to do it and kind of your your routine? Because I know that you're you're one of those few people that I know that you know wakes up early, works out, you know has you know like a, I wouldn't say nine to five, but you have a job that you do. You take care of a team 
and then you also have your investments and you also have other things you try to do and you know you always multiple stuff right so yeah yeah i mean uh the key well yeah i mean i'll answer the question right i'll answer your question kevin so um things that i'm involved with i mean obviously real estate is something i believe in firmly um and people always mis- you know misinterpret that it's like well, what do you mean by real estate well what i mean is literally um buying and owning my properties that's what i mean not necessarily going out there being a realtor um yeah i mean that's being diverse right whether it's all in house whatever we can go into detail at another time for that um rentals right rentals are a, a difference between owning property and actually having another source of income which is rental income um what else um those of you that don't know um I'm a rancher, so I own cattle as well. It's another investment <laughs> that, uh, that uh, I believe in. Um, I'm also working on, on building a, as Kevin, you, I told you this for two years ago, building a, a winery, right? So I've been working on that. Oh, let me, let me rephrase that. Not a winery. It's not a winery. It's a vineyard, okay? That's what I'm working on. Um, so that's, that, that's been coming to fruition pretty rapidly the last two years, which is exciting. Uh, God, what else? Um, and then my, my main, uh, I'd say my larger source of income, right? My main but larger source is, is what I do every day, working for Harland. Um, I, being able to work with businesses directly um, is beautiful. I get to do that every single day. Um, I am, I'm blessed to say that this is what I do every day. Yeah, I do that with my, uh, with my team. Um, we cover, you know, most, most part of Northern California, which is pretty fun. Um, what else do we do? Um, I don't know. And that's it. Am I missing anything? What am I missing, Kevin? The two kids, maybe? Oh, the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. Got two kids. Got two kids. We got my partner, Maribel, which is pretty awesome. Um, what else? Um, travel to Mexico pretty often. If you guys follow me fun. on Instagram, just so you guys know, that actually is not my son. It's George's son. Who I always yeah, he borrows him sometimes. Time. You know, he borrows him for, for his good looks. It reminds me that I don't want to have a boy because he's crazy. He is awesome. He's a <laughs> blessing. Thank God. He's, he's a blessing. Um, what else? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wake up in the morning. I go for a minimum of three-mile run. Um, and then I jump on Maribel's um, stationary bike and I do seven miles on that. And then I work out um, a minimum of six days a week. So, yeah, yeah I, I stay pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. I say, I know you, no, you know what? Let me rephrase that. I stay, I keep myself occupied, but I have free time. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I don't know how, I don't know. Remember when I was just talking about this yesterday? I'm like, oh, I have free time. Oh, I have this free time. I don't know. I don't know how it, to do it. It's, um, you know, I think it's just uh, one thing that I know me and you had a conversation about this, right? Because people, multiple people have told me this in the past. They're like, how do you, you can't run the agency and you can also do um, the investment stuff, right? I know when I started New York Life, that's what they told me. They're like, you can't have this. Like, it's, it's just going to take ta- take your time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do it. I can do it. And when I started the agency, there was the same thing. They're like, they're like dude, you should just focus on the agency. Um, but it's just a thing that I think a lot of people don't understand. And I know you understand this. And it's uh, time management. Time management, right? I know you, you spoke to me about this. It's just how you manage your time how you're doing things. And um, I know one thing with me and you is uh, we have free time, but for the most part, like we wake up early and we work on the weekends if we have to. Yeah. You know, 
and that's that's kind of like the that's the that's the it's work-life work harmony it's work-life harmony i gotta give credit to, to rami you know rami man yeah uh, rami. rami was listening to a podcast from jeff bezos and or not the podcast some conversation he was having a presentation or something and everybody talks about this work-life balance well balance means that you're like this balance means that it's even right so balance would mean that if you work eight hours it means you have eight hours free right or you should work 12 hours and you have 12 hours free that's balance Mm-hmm. But harmony is being able to do what you like and enjoy it and move it whichever way you need to so it makes sense in your life. And when you think of life as just harmony, it's time management. Yeah. That's it. It doesn't yeah, matter no. whether it's Saturday or Sunday. It doesn't matter whether it's 10 p.m. or 5 a.m. What makes sense for you is what creates the harmony. Yeah. No, and I, and I like that. I like that because I know um, – yeah, like with me, like people tell me like, oh, at least you got the weekend coming up. I'm like, it's just, it's just another day for me. You know, it really makes a difference for me. I mean, I, the, way I, the way I work things is, you know, I got to think that for me, the only time, I guess my free time is more like when I'm with Kaden, right? And George knows Kaden. She's always like, daddy, 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 daddy. I was going to say, I don't know about free time, man. I think you, like you, you, that's like your, that's your main boss. Yeah, actually, the business is named after her. So yeah, <laughs> I just kind of work here. You know? I just that's why that's why I like going to New York Life because I think Thomas is nicer to me than Kaden. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Thomas is a lot nicer. He at least says thank you. <laughs> nice job. Kaden doesn't say nice job, Daddy. <laughs> nope, nope. Can just be like, Daddy, I want to buy this. Daddy, I want that. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but no, man, I I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's um. You know, that's, that's one thing that I think some people, um, um, I've told people this before, like, I didn't realize this until now, but um, sometimes you have it better when you have a nine to five, because some people are not, and this is not a disrespectful thing, it's just, they're just not meant for this kind of lifestyle, because it takes a lot of you, a lot out of you, mm-hmm. mostly emotionally, right? Like, it, you know, like you, you see a client that's going to close and then it doesn't close, or you see, um like you're closing a lot of clients and everything's going great. And then one day it just stops, right? Then you got to yep. handle team members. You have team members you got to take care of. You got, no, no. You have a team of what, 10, 12 people? Mm, 11 right now. 11 people, right? Yeah. And you and, and that's with people that you've already lost before, right? Like you've had some people you hire and you lost, right? They, they, they left, yeah, they didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, it's like, it's like anything in the business, right? You're, you're growing, you're um, shrinking, you're expanding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that's that's you the know? thing is you know a lot of people kind of don't understand that um, sometimes that taking this route doesn't always work out because um, it's a lot more of a mental game than it is when you go to a nine to five and you just kind of have to go work. And as long as you find the right nine to five, I think you can be happy as well. I don't I don't think that there's anything wrong with you working a regular job if you're happy. That's that's what I think, right? I mean, I don't I don't know. You probably feel the same way. Yeah, no, I mean, it's do what makes you happy. It doesn't matter what you do. I mean, and, and even though, Kevin, I'd go as far to say not even calling it a regular job is just doing what you enjoy, right? Yeah. Um, and oftentimes we look at it the nine to six or we use that cliche or, or um, whatever, right? It doesn't matter. What it, it does not matter. Whatever you enjoy doing is what you should be doing. And if you, and that's, that's it. It doesn't matter what it is. It does not matter. Yeah. So, I mean. But I- if you're not waking up in the morning excited to do it, um, you probably need to find something else to do or you need to look within and see what's creating that unhappiness. 
because it might not be what you're waking up to do. Yeah. Maybe something and, else. And I think one thing that me and you can agree upon with, with stuff is, uh, um, you know, we're not telling people how to live their lives, but definitely um, working out. Working out, I think, makes a huge difference on your output or how you feel. And no one's saying go work out and get healthy and be super in shape, right? I mean, George gets on me all the time about being fat right now. But that doesn't no. mean that. Yeah. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that you have to go get super in shape. But if I think that, and you know, like, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that just being able to just go to the gym or work out at home or even just go walk around the park once a day. I think that helps your mindset. I mean, you know, how, how do you think? How do, what do you feel about that? I 100% agree. It's, I wouldn't say work out. I'd say be active. Find something that, that, that gets you moving, whether it's you're walking, whether you're on a stationary bike, whether you're hiking, right? Because I know you're a big believer of hiking, mm-hmm. um, Kevin. Whatever it is that gets you moving um, in any way, I, I'd say do it, right? Yeah. Whether it's you being in the backyard, you know, watering your plants <laughs> oh i have a garden too kevin did i tell you that that's my other thing that i do I have a little garden I have my chickens too my four chickens it's gotta take care of but whatever yeah. gets you excited and gets you going is yeah. what i would say yeah no for sure absolutely i think that's that's something uh, i definitely agree with you i think that uh one thing that uh people kind of under- don't really think about sometimes is just um you know, when it comes to working out or being active, like you said, right, it's just about getting some sun, man. I, for me, like, even now that I work from home, I've been working from home for uh, almost two years now. And uh, I, you know, I used to say, like, oh, man, I hate being in the office, like this and that, blah, blah, like, I, I want to be able to, you know, just work for myself. And, and then I, mm-hmm. I did it and I love it. But I do have realized most of the last probably six months. Um, and this has nothing to do with COVID because I've already been doing this for two years. Like, you know, people, people are like, oh my God, we're from home now. Like it's different. And I've been doing this longer than COVID came. But now I've noticed, I'm like, sometimes I have to leave my house and go work like at a coffee shop or something. Cause I just needed some sun. I just need to mm-hmm. get some air. And, um, and I know this is something people have said before, like doctors and stuff, right? Like the sun helps you. Like it gets you, gets your mood better. Some vitamin D. Yeah. So it's, uh, and it does, it does help out a lot, you know? So I know that's why I think uh, for you that you're able to do so many things and you're constantly moving, you're always on the go. I think that's probably why, right? It's just because you're always active. You're always going, 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 going. It's probably why yeah, your son's... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe why my son's so hyper, is that what you're going to say? Probably why your son <laughs> doesn't stop moving either. You know? Probably why. Well, yeah, George, yeah. I know you got to get back to work. I appreciate your time. Uh, I just want to get some last thoughts on you with, you know, everything we talked about from the real estate to what you're at now and then what your future goals are. Oh, final thoughts. Okay. Um, well, I'd say I'm never satisfied. <laughs> so my thoughts are I always want to be growing, man. If you're not growing, you're dying, right? Lou Holtz said it perfectly. Lou Holt yeah. said, if you're not growing, you're dying. So goal is always to challenge myself, get better, find new things to do, find different things to do, um, adjust what I'm doing. But, but, but I mean, that's always my thought. No matter what I'm doing, uh, you can't, I don't want to put myself in a state of complacency. But that's always my goal, right? So again, like I said, I, I don't feel, I'm not comfortable being stagnant. There's got to be some type of growth, expansion of doing something. Um, and, and that's how I enjoy living my life. Everybody can be different. I have you know, plenty of friends that enjoy doing what they do every single day and they don't aspire to anything else. But um, I, I got to give credit where it's due. I, I look at my dad, right? He's a cow rancher now, <laughs> trying to help me build his vineyard thing. 
and uh, he does what he does every single day, but he doesn't lose that spark of having, of striving for um, a better tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. And when it comes to that, that that's really cool, right? So, and you want to surround yourself by people that will help you do that if it's what you want to do, right? If, if you don't want to do that, then, you know, do what you got to do. But um, that's the biggest thing I'd say. Surround yourself by people that you want to be like. Yeah, there's, there's one thing you said that, that I really liked that I've actually heard in the last episode I had with uh, my buddy Omir, um, who I actually have met in person, George, so you know, he's one of my marketing, sure, one sure, of my sure, marketing sure, buddies. Sure. Uh, sure. He said something that you said right now that I like, that I keep hearing from a lot of entrepreneurs that I keep talking to, which is surround yourself around the people who you, who you want to be like, right? Surround yourself about who you're trying to be like. And, and that's... Um, that's something huge, right? It's, I think that's something big. Um, that's and I've said this like that. Like I was telling Amir last time too is, don't. Um, it's no disrespect to whoever you you can't you can still be cool with people who are not the same way as you. It's just just a matter of just you want to surround yourself with for majority of your time with people that are where you're trying to be. Uh, and I like that. I like that you have the same mindset too. Yeah, yeah. There's always yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's I don't know. Can't say that. Can't say that enough. And then, what's the other one? If you're the smartest person in the room, find another room. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that 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 one's good because I mean, I look at my twenties, people that I surrounded myself with. It's like, man, I should have found different friends. <laughs> Again, no, nothing against them. Some of them I am so friends with today that are role models. They're amazing. Uh, but there's also other people that I'm like, man, I spent too much time on that. I should have done something different. And it's, but again, do I regret it? I learned from it. I learned. Yeah. I learned, yeah, right? Yeah. Sometimes now it's better to be alone than to be people that are, be around people that aren't necessarily going to help you get to where you want to be. Yeah. That's why George usually spends his time with Baby Jab now. Yeah. He wants to be just like him. I want to be just like him. Hyper. Woo! <laughs> we all know you're there, George. We all know. <laughs> We all know you have that. So um, what about like your goals when it comes to like the real estate stuff? Are you trying to buy more? Uh, like what do you have like a timeline or are you trying to buy more stuff? Like how many more houses do you want to buy? Like what's what's your goal on there? Are you trying to buy commercial? Um, great question. I, I want to pay down some of the ones that I currently have. That's probably a big priority. Started turning a lot of them into larger income producers. That, that's that's probably my main, main, main priority. Um, and then like I said, buying, right? We talked about that earlier. Buying would be great. A uh, good little investment property out there. Um, single family homes are what I've been really striving for, Kevin. Because um, when it comes to being able to buy, sell, dispose, sell them, it's a lot easier. Um, a product complex would be great, right? Commercial properties are awesome, but the vacancies tend to be a lot higher, right? And, and to get that return on the investment can, can take some time. Just a matter of having a diverse portfolio, right? I said earlier. So if I can't diversify it by finding apartment complexes or commercial buildings, or commercial, not buildings, but commercial uh, um, uh, uh, properties, uh, then the diverse of buying different cities. So we'll get there. And I time know. frame, why you say time frame? Man, I'll, you know, my goal is to do it in two years. I got to figure out a way to do it in one year. So, uh, so yeah, let's go. Give us five days, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Well, um, I know a guy that's definitely investing out of state. You should talk to him. He's been looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, we were talking about earlier. So, but yeah, man. Uh, well, I absolutely, I appreciate you being here, dude. I appreciate you helping us out. Um, you know, I know that you're one of our clients. Um, you know, 
with everything basically so you know we definitely appreciate everything you do and uh appreciate everything you know you've done for me as well since i met you and um any final thoughts anything you want to share with people where they can find you with uh, you know because i know you work for heartland so if anybody needs you know um any services from you or anything where, where can they get a hold of you or anything like that yeah so i mean uh they can always call me and i'll get one of my reps so what nine two five six four zero eight nine five one um again nine two five six four zero eight nine five one or just message me right i mean uh you're gonna post on your facebook right kevin yeah 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 yeah, yeah. You just tag post- me on there you can always message me through your facebook and it's not even about how how um i'm not trying to sell anything or, or anything right i mean if, if you just have a question about your business i'm happy to see if i can help and get involved yeah. um i'm a nerd taxes right kevin and i talk about taxes all the time and some stuff will be like, talk to your cpa and your advisor but basic tax stuff, it's awesome. I love it. So, when, and I'm not a professional by any means. I'm just a nerd that enjoys researching and learning more. And if we can share ideas, uh, I'm always looking for people that are not necessarily like-minded, but have an open mind um, in, uh, in networking. You can always have more people in your network. So, yeah, I'm down. No, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, that's uh, that's kind of like how we are too. Like, I mean, with, with us, it's helping business owners and stuff. We don't, I don't know much about, I don't know that much about taxes, but our CPA, is badass. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you hope so. He has a CPA, right? But yeah. it, it's it, that's the key, right? Knowing where to find <laughs> those answers. Um, sometimes people don't even know where to go or where to look, and they think just by going to a tax guy, that that's it. But it's finding the right people, right people yeah. around you that are going to help you. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, like, um, I'll just leave it at this. Like, on uh, I met up with Thomas, right? Who's number one team in New York Life, right? I work with them, luckily, and uh, guys, a millionaire. And he showed me one of the clients that he's helping right now and the CPA, because I didn't realize how taxes make such a big difference. But um, this is guy he's making a hundred who, who grosses one hundred and ninety five million dollars a year. Hundred and ninety five million dollars a year. And he keeps one hundred and sixty five of that net. <laughs> and I was like, how do you do that? Like, like that's how do you do that? Like, you you make so much money, and then the guy, he's like, it's kind of a tax game, you know, taxes. But it's, it's not it's not a game, right? I mean, it's the, the tax laws are there. Um, they're there to take advantage of the people that don't educate themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like anything in society. Yeah. You gotta be get you learn, get educated, self educated. Don't expect somebody to hold your hand and teach you. Learn. Yeah. No, for sure. Absolutely. Oh yeah. This this is. You know, you know, this is what I've been reading right now. I have to start a vineyard. <laughs> oh, oh, I got, to, I got how to start a vineyard. That's what George has right here. How to start a right? vineyard. And then, and then I got these other ones recently. Boom. Wines and wines. Boom. You know, you know, no? this is, I will tell you guys that I know Maryville just a little bit, not as much as George obviously knows Maryville. That's his, that's his, that's his woman, but, um, I know that for sure. That's this is probably the business that she, she supports George the most in. <laughs> my business. I will tell you that right now. Oh, you're stupid. That business more than any other one. She is probably rooting for him to be very successful in the wine business. <laughs> yeah, they're funny. Uh, it's an man. investment. It's an investment. All right, man. I, I Thanks appreciate again, you Kevin. having you, man. All right, man. You have a good one. <laughs>